Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Look at us. Look at, hey. The hater said we couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to know. I would, honestly, I would love to have haters. Listen, I I don't look at the podcast reviews anymore. Um, I used to. No. But I had a really bad problem with it, so I stopped um, years ago. Um, But also, thank you to everyone who writes them. I'm sure they're all very nice. Um, I just have a problem. Um, But I remember back in the day... (laughs) We got reviews being like, they laugh too much. <laughs> so I think that's they our, have too much fun. That's our biggest hater, I think, is the person who's like, they're having too much fun. I just want the content. I don't want you guys joking around. I want a serious review show. Yeah. That's what I want. So sorry. I want them to have fun. Sorry to that man. <laughs> <laughs> they need to match the tone of the world right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, can you imagine a Twilight review show a la NPR? Right, like where we just have to talk fully in serious. <laughs> like, what if I was like Michael Barbaroing this situation? Could you imagine? Fuck, like, that'd be terrible. That'd be terrible radio. Now imagine the Barbar the elephant. Okay, now that Twilight. that's more the energy I'm trying to convey. <laughs> yeah, I want to be Barbar adjacent in all aspects of my life. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, same. I just want to be an elephant spiritually yeah and mentally completely yeah yeah i stopped looking at our podcast reviews about five years ago yeah because i stopped using apple Podcasts. no that's fair so that's fair and they got confusing to look at otherwise yeah um but yeah i think that was the main hater was like they talk a lot right and i'm sorry what did you think podcasts are <laughs> right welcome to podcast <laughs> you signed up for this um, i don't know what to tell you yeah, you clicked through and listened to it. Yeah. And also, fuck you. Some people fall asleep to our show. Yeah, I'm going to release so, an episode that's just dead air for an hour. <laughs> just for that. Maybe that's what our 300 ep- 300th episode is. It's just ASMR. Yeah, just a treat. We finally actually lean into the bit and do ASMR. Right. I'm afraid of what that would be, though. I'm afraid too many people would like it. Yeah, and then we'd it'd be too successful. we have to be right, ASMR Right, and then we'd make too much money. Yeah, <laughs> oh no i'm afraid actually that it would be too relaxing and i would fall asleep mid-episode yeah mid-recording for sure (laughs) (laughs) so soothed so hello welcome to into the twilight hey we have haters yeah (laughs) maybe i don't know i'm sure they're not still here that'd be wild no no they're going into year six and they still Still are hating. Yeah. And honestly, I respect the grift, you know? That just seems like a lot of effort that I don't have energy to give <laughs> yeah, to things. That's fair. Ha- hey. Hey. Hi. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, it's been a while. Um, Could you give me a nice little weather report? A weather report? From the Midwest? Um, The weather is- How are things? Fine. Uh, It's colder, but not like winter cold yet. Is it like jacket weather? It's like a nice light jacket weather. How is that? 
Do you like it? Um, it's good. Um, I will say I haven't really been able to experience that that much because I've been inside because, uh-oh, guess who got the Newtons this week? Oh, shit, dude. It's me. Damn, fuck NYC. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I fig. listen, I knew the risk assessments of stuff that was going in there. Whatever. I took a risk and I'm relatively lucky in that I'm fine. I'm at the tail end of it. I feel like pretty much almost back to normal. Um, but I was horizontal for most of this week. <laughs> Just drinking electrolytes. Um, That's really scary. But I'm okay. Everything's fine. But I will say something has brought me joy this week. Please. What is it? The Amazing Race is back, baby. Okay. Fuck. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I, I, we were so distracted by like, ooh, Survivor is back. We didn't even consider right. the other CBS things that happen at the same time. Like, uh, on like, a, like at least the same like weekly schedule, right? Well, sure. Yeah. Survivor's on an island. Right. So I'm thinking. They travel once. <laughs> right. Exactly. They are not, they are not the, the Harlem Globetrotters. No. And so right. I was like, oh shit, here we go. Let's go. So we've been catching up so we're, since we're a little behind. And it is very fun. I will say there is a couple that was on uh, not this most recent season of Big Brother, but the season before, who were like on Big Brother together and then after the show ended, ended up dating. And now they're on The Amazing Race <gasps> as a dating couple. And they're very cute. And I'm very obsessed with them. Oh, I love the Big Brother to Amazing Race pipeline. It's so beautiful, especially now that I watch Big Brother. I'm like, oh my god, I'm my friends. I know them. <laughs> like, I remember <laughs> you. It's like a reunion. I'm so excited. But there is one couple that is stolen my heart, taken me away, <laughs> taken me on a real trip. They are a married couple. The dude is 5'7". The wife? Shark King. 6'2". <gasps> and it's delicious it's so cute and they like actually make it seem like they're like literally a foot apart when they're not like they very much like make Aww. it more wild than it is but it's a very cute height difference um and every time they're like doing like dancing challenges and like the guy is playing like the guy part in dance because heteronormativity um it's very sure. good because <laughs> he's just like twirling her around and she's very tall and i would die for them i would i would lay my life on the line <laughs> for them oh. i want to see them do all the stunts together i want to see them do everything this season is just really good because every couple except for like one or two has impeccable vibes which is hard that's rare it's very rare in the amazing race a lot of them are stinkers i feel like they, that's true <laughs> but a lot of them i'm like oh i actually like like watching you and you have like a good rapport and you're not like in an abusive relationship with each other <laughs> or like testing yeah. out a relationship for the first time on the amazing race like there's you know such a bad which happens idea. all the time no one is at their best selves traveling no and doing stunts mm -mm. in the way that the amazing race is the idea that you would test out a relationship that way feels like a crime yeah it's definitely a rookie mistake a bad move i'm sure has ended mm -hmm. many relationships oh yeah but this is like an a very good like roster of people that i'm very impressed by um so highly recommend it's a good time so far that is good to know especially because i think amazing race is one of the only remaining shows on hulu that has not made the jump yet right to, to discovery to exclusively yeah discovery yeah for sure um yeah it's still yeah. there we we're, we've been watching it on hulu so it is it is a good time 
for some reason, Hulu has its clutches on the remaining season right. of the show. Right. <laughs> You're like, if you want to do <laughs> exclusive seasons, we are gripping onto this. <laughs> <laughs> this is all we have. Oh, that's so good. Because yeah. I, I feel like earlier this year, I watched the most, prior to this, the most recent completed Amazing Race season, yeah. which is one of my favorite things they do, which is like a third of the cast this season is Big Brother. Right. <laughs> a third is Survivor and a third is Amazing Race. Yeah. And they throw them all together. Yeah. It's like have and fun. And that is one of my f- one of my favorite things that they do. Yeah. I love a little reunion, okay? And like CBS yeah. has all of the has so many hits, you know, of, of charming folks. So like get them all in there. I wanna see them. I just wanna stones. see like the off season group text between these yeah. people. <laughs> Right, exactly. They've got to be nasty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that is my happy thing. Um, how are you doing, my friend? Um, I am. I am doing okay. I am being racked with climate change weather right now. Love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I desperately need fall right now, and. It is no joke. We are halfway through October when we are recording this. Yeah. It is going to be 80 degrees today. Hmm. That's no good. In western Washington, hmm. my friends. That that doesn't seem correct. And it is, um, <laughs> we have a, like, level red Smokey the Bear fire advisory today. Yeah. All the air is smoky. Yeah. Um, for, I don't... Y'all who don't live here might not realize this. That is not normal yeah. here. Um, it is usually very rainy and like 50 mm-hmm. by now. Yeah. Uh, and I need it. My bones need it. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I'm so I'm so tired of the sun. Um I hate it. <laughs> I'm so mad <laughs> at away. it. Go away. Um I just, and mainly just because I can't even open my windows to get fresh air. Yeah. So um, if it was like right now, it's October and you might be like, oh, it's dry. Sweet. Let's go to the pumpkin patch. But all of the air is, you can't breathe it. Yeah. So So not great, you know. So not Not ideal for living, you know. (laughs) Not not the good kind of like ooh late fall christian girl autumn yeah. kind of life um anyways i'm grumpy because i just want to watch dark shows and it's sunny out and i'm pissed <laughs> yeah I'm, um, I'm furious i just imagine just you like mad. shaking your fist at the sun <laughs> every day like that guy from the simpsons <laughs> literally i'm just like angry at clouds um and sure, I'll regret it in a month or whatever, but, like, yeah. I just want my normal weather back. Yeah. My happy thing, though, this week, since I can't go outside yeah. um, and I can't watch my usual spoopy shows because they're all visually dark, is I have resorted to my usual coping mechanism of um, looking at Zillow. Yeah. It's Specifically so huge. looking at... <laughs> specifically looking at uh unattainable homes yeah on zillow not things that it's like oh maybe someday specifically stuff that i know i will never be able to afford yeah. and that is something that is not i listen They've made SNL skits about this. I know it's not cool and trendy and fun to talk about this anymore. Yeah. I'm just being honest. Right. 
about there are worse coping mechanisms than looking at $14 million mansions in islands. Right. Yeah. Some <laughs> could say it's a very respectable and mature coping mechanism. And just being like, you built this compound mm. on an island near Vancouver, and it's so ugly. Why is it so... Why did you spend this much money and it's so ugly? Yeah. <laughs> um, and why do you have, like, yurts in your backyard? Uh, yeah. What people choose to do with the interiors of their multi-million dollar properties and Ugh. take photos to post on Zillow is truly... Like, I want... That's the version of Architectural Digest that I want. I want the people... The bad ones? I want the people <laughs> behind the Zillow nightmares to be like, and here is my zebra themed living room with somehow a hole in the middle oh. that's just <laughs> for you to sit in lower than the rest of the room i want i want to know what went through that i want a walking oh. tour of that on zillow.com yes i want listen we see all the architectural digest of like ember timberland's sure. kitchen we know yeah. all the good stuff right. i want the year in review <laughs> Yeah. Like I want I want a I want it sent to my home full color like the fucking Amazon toy thing that they sent to my home this year that I didn't ask for. Yeah. I want it I want the bad stuff oh, printed God. out and sent to my home of like here's the worst stuff that we rounded up and found. Yeah. Here's what's not to do. <laughs> Could you imagine if Zillow did like a Spotify wrapped that was like here's every oh. property that you hyperfixated on over the last 12 months? <laughs> I would, one, I want that really bad, yeah. but also I would never use it again. No, yeah, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> that would be the only rapt I ever see. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, this has been sold for a really long time and you keep looking at it. Why? Yeah. You can just screenshot these photos. Right. You don't have to, at some point they're going to implement a thing where like, the owners of the home can see when people look at it. Yes. Oh my god. And I'm going to move to the forest and never. They should just have like a pop up at the top of every time you refresh a page and be like, "Hey, you know you're not going to be able to afford property in your lifetime, right? <laughs> like you know that. We know that home ownership in the last tw- twelve months. Uh, so- even just in general, but especially now. Uh, sorry, bud, you're out. <laughs> you can't. And that's why, like. That's why they need they need a browsing function that's like, oh, this is just for funsies. Yeah. Like, please don't, please don't email me afterwards. Like, I know that you, I know that I had to accept the cookies on this or whatever. Yeah. Please don't email me afterwards being like, hey, we found homes related to this that we think that you'll like. And they're $30 million. Like, no, I'm just trying yeah. to cope with things that are out of my control. I'm just having a laugh, okay? Can I <laughs> and this is the only home that I could find that had a solarium and a courtyard and a spiral staircase <laughs> in in this area and it happened to be $25 million. <laughs> so back the fuck off and please don't send me any related homes thank you (laughs) thank you so much i'll never be able to afford this unless i marry someone who's rich and close to dying yeah (laughs) but also hey if you're rich and someone close to dying um 
my dms are yeah open. into the twilight show at gmail.com if you are an eligible I can't, bachelor as we've said before <laughs> um i can i can be bought so yeah oh my god anyways it's um there are worse things yeah but sometimes you just need to dream yeah about absolutely about owning property <laughs> yeah you know yeah gotta just really reach out really hard (laughs) uh just about being able to have a fucking home you know yeah anyways in lighter news um we have some movie news we do for you written by nick kroll's brother justin kroll (laughs) thank Uh, you friend of the family and published (laughs) friend of the family um and published on deadline uh, this past week. Uh, have you... Okay. How do you say All his right. name? I'm so, not gonna... I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, y'all have heard of Ab- Agatha Christie. Yeah. Y'all heard of her. There's a... You know her. Y'all... Friend of the family. Um, there's a... <laughs> there's an adaptation coming out for 20th Century of a haunting in Venice. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking Kenneth Branagh is just pulled names out of a hat (laughs) (laughs) uh hunger game style yeah for this ensemble cast and i'm looking at all of these faces wondering kenneth why (laughs) kenneth for why um, the, the reason why this is pertinent to us news is that we have our our boy jamie dornan up in here Oh, no. well, I mean, and also Agatha Christie. And also, you right, don't. she's also our girl, we know, listen. <laughs> but especially yeah, so, relevant. But there's some Jamie other Dornan. choices here. Friend of the family, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle Yo. yeah, for sure. Our, our deep and personal close friend. The woman who haunts my nightmares, Tina Fey. Yes. <laughs> yes, has a firm grip. She's my sleep paralysis demon, actually. Honest to God. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then a lot of creepy children, which you do need for an Agatha Christie adaptation. Yes. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm scared. And also, can I just, just run through a bit of Please. this man's filmography for a little bit? Um, previously directed of Belfast, so that is the Jamie Dornan connection. So he was like, I see you. Let's do another one, for sure. Right, right, right. Um, did another Agatha Christie adaptation of the murder on the Orient Express. I don't like saying that, but you know the one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking Death on the Nile. Death Everyone's on the Nile? favorite. <laughs> another Jamie Dornan, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my god, is he in that movie? Ugh, I'm gonna No way we have to watch this producer. movie, right? I don't want to see <laughs> Mr. Cannibal in anything. Um, but yes, Death of the Nile. Why did I think? Why did I think that he was in Death of the Nile? Was it just because of Gal Gadot? I swear, I thought that he was in that. Yeah. Maybe he got pulled out of it. Maybe. Uh, maybe he like saw the writing on the wall and was like, "Actually, I'm out." <laughs> Which like good. For I him. can't. I need to to like remove myself from Kenneth. Yeah. Okay. No, he's not. It's just Gal Gadot. Okay. Also, Russell Brand is in Death of the Nile. What? How does this movie get more cancelable by the second? What? <laughs> I don't... I'm confused. Oh, God. Yeah, and then also the live-action Cinderella and the first Thor movie. What is this man's what deal? What the fuck? Who does he have? 
what dirt on. <laughs> right. The first thing that comes up when I type in his name is Kenneth Brana age. And he's 61. Okay. Well, hey. Also, he's been knighted. He's a sir. Whoa, sorry, sir Kenneth. My apologies. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> do you think that he requires people around him to call like do you think his family when he was a kid called him ken and he's like actually it's it's actually kenneth (laughs) also he's a fucking um christopher nolan bro he was in tenant in tenant and dunkirk this guy's bad i the vibes (laughs) i don't like him (laughs) i'm really scared oh my god he was gilderoy lockhart stop no i can't actually yeah this guy's bad yeah. Because here's the thing. Not only is it Gilderoy Lockhart, but he's obsessed with Agatha Christie, which on its own is kind of like a yellow flag. Sure. But he's also obsessed with adaptations of Shakespeare. Right. Those plus, te- like, those plus uh, Nolan, red flag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy's a red flag. This is the yeah. most bro-y <laughs> bro <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so nervous yeah about this movie but i i do like the idea of jamie specifically in like an agatha christie adaptation like i think he has the oh, yeah. f- a face for a murder mystery <laughs> you know <laughs> like like that's kind of his vibe i feel like i would like to see him in it um but i'm scared I about see everything him in else. more like thriller stuff and he's Completely. done that kind of stuff before yeah. um i think that he does well in those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nervous, but I do want to know more as we move forward. Yeah. Interesting. The God, I'm nervous. Um, the last bit of news here is not necessarily news, but I did just want to update you all that we provided Kieran Moore's Twitter account last week. Mr. Dimitri. Yes. We do now know that Miss Lissa, aka Daniela, um, has a Twitter account that she uses. She is very online. active on. Yes. Um, tweets a lot about Vampire Academy. And I think that it's very pure. It's less like <laughs> less Dimitri of like, I'm gonna show my fucking arms and stuff. And it's more um I don't know. I think it's very innocent. Yeah. Which she's is doing cute. like little Easter egg kind of stuff, which I love. Yeah. She's being like doing the fan service kind of stuff, but not in a way that's like, here's my whole body. <laughs> here's just like little treats because people are invested. There was, there was this like photo dump that she posted a couple days ago of some photos I think her best friend took. Mm. And it was like her and this cute like satin red or satin green dress in like a field. Mm -hmm. And she was like, OMG, found these old pics that was so Lissa in her folklore era. And I just think that that's very, very aligned with the demo that she's trying to reach. Yeah, And it's just cute. It's just cute. It's clear that none of these people have had social media training. Right. But it's good. It's not like, oh, no. (laughs) Right, exactly. I'm not (laughs) Uh, Take them away. They're very... Very innocent. Oh, yeah. These photos are really cute. Yeah. So I just think that I'm – we – I'm continued to be impressed with this cast. And that is very good. Yeah. 
and I'm still nervous that something bad's going to happen. I'm going to have to be like, okay, Cody, delete (laughs) all of these episodes. (laughs) Yeah, please don't say anything bad (laughs) while we're defending Um, you and loving you. But they are right now very sweet and kind, which I appreciate a lot. I'm a big fan. When we spoke last, episode two, um, Lissa was struggling in her uh, gambling ceremony Mm -hmm. where she chose fire, aka had fire chosen for her. Right. Because Christian was waiting in the wings. (laughs) Yeah. Um... The and the girls discovered the bond, but they don't know it's a bond yet. Yes, and there was a little thing, but we don't know what it is between Mia and Meredith. Yes, and there's also a thing between Sonia and Guardian Tanner. Mm-hmm. That was more of a thing. Yeah, and that's what you missed on Glee. That's what you missed on Glee. Um, this <laughs> episode was wild. Oh, that's right. Because last time, Jesse was still being an asshole. He was yes. going outside the gates. Yeah. And it ended with the Strigoi attack, but we didn't know where that was happening. Right. And that's a key difference. Um, one of the first key differences of this episode is that we were kind of stressing that, like, if that's the main attack on the school, where we're are we going to go? <laughs> like, where? how do we build right. from this, right? Turns out it wasn't. They they thought about that. Um, it was at another yeah. school. <laughs> um, right. Which, interesting. Love to, like, add a little, you know, vampire camaraderie schools to the, the fold here. I love that. Maybe it was Adrian's. I don't remember Adrian. the name of Adrian's school. Yeah. So it could be, for sure. Um, There's a lot of differences this episode. Yeah, this is the most, the I think, really diverting from from the source material here in a way i think is interesting agreed um so yeah this attack happens everyone's like oh shit we got to make sure our stuff is locked and loaded baby Um, right and (laughs) one of the ways they do that uh, which i wasn't really anticipating um because like in the books and stuff they have they obviously like the way that um uh hampir is made is very specific of like you have one Moroi and one Hampir and one Guardian whatever and then boom 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 we got it. Um, I didn't think that we're gonna we got the Punnett Square right. We I have the Punnett Square. Yes, we do biology. <laughs> we got we got the whole thing. Um, right. And with how like you know modernized and like kind of more feministy this sort of adaptation is, I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. them to do full um, like birth <laughs> pressuring. <laughs> oh yeah like they really went hard on like the hey you guys should be having sex (laughs) for sure um and making and like legally like mandating it yeah i was not expecting that to be fully um part of the (laughs) the oeuvre here i was like oh okay (laughs) we're going there all right can we talk about that census bureau dude and his fit oh my god just incredible vibes (laughs) Just the absolute like tall ass hat, yeah, and him with that abacus. He was stunted. Being like, he was ready to roll. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, it was. I thought that that was a really interesting way of visualizing what was like a lot of the plot in the book. Yeah, they just took like essentially a ton of the book and we're like, actually, we're just going to make this a lot clearer for you. Yeah. Uh, here's our twelve families. 
we're not doing great. Right. <laughs> we're, <laughs> the Strigoi are uh, wiping us off the map. Yeah. I wonder if the the school attack here is supposed to be the house attack yeah. in Idaho. Right. That makes sense. Because that's like the first time we get like the worriness of it, of being like, yeah. Ooh, you know. Um, but it makes sense of like in happening in like a neighboring school. I think it's called St. Jude's or something. Um, yeah. It makes more sense, I think, visually of being like, oh, yes, someone else with similar like, vibes like or situations as us are getting attacked. Like the only Beatles song I know, and it was stuck in my head the whole fucking <laughs> episode. St. <Say> Jude's. <laughs> Literally, that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so... And I also, okay, so the house attack, I think it was in Idaho. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, time is um, to, It's all weird. That was a, that really did like set the fear, right? Yeah. But that was also such a huge point because Rose, that was like her first time off campus being like a capital G guardian, right? right? Yeah. But I also, they changed a lot of Christian story in this episode. Yeah. Like major. And it took took a lot of like Lissa's shit, mm. like a lot of her trauma, uh-huh. and we're like, actually let's give that to Christian. What instead. if it's mine actually now? <laughs> right. What if it's for the boys? Yeah. I don't I don't know if I hate it. Yeah. But it's weird yeah. given that we have Mia. Mm-hmm. Mia shows in this episode that she can be a bitch because that's Mia. Yeah. Like, right. that's her whole character. Her yeah. So if you're going to show, I, I don't know. It's just weird to me, especially since the, I think it was, it was pretty early on in the episode when they have the priest mm-hmm. who... Her standing in front of those faceless masks again. Oh, my God. I hate those. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> they scared the shit out of me. I don't like them. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that they're showing a little bit more of the church because that was such an integral part mm. of the books. Yeah. Um, it's just weird that to me that Lissa was like explaining the bond to Christian and she doesn't know it yet. Right. It's just the yeah. timing of this makes is so odd. Yeah, it's very wacky. And then, like, Christian, like, going into the library being like, I'm gonna find out what's wrong. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Rather yeah. than, like, you know, Rose hitting the books or whatever. Um, but, um, I think that's interesting, too, of, like, obviously a lot of this stuff that usually was Lissa's being put on Christian is yeah. interesting because, like, then where does Lissa's whole thing come in, right? Because, like, so much of her character early on in the books is, like, this sense of like feeling like she's losing her mind because of the spirit and not knowing really what it is and like having all these like attacks on her and like the animals and all that kind of stuff and like that's like a huge part of like her internal like feelings and conflict right um and to have that be christians now feels like what where does lissa go to, like, actually have some sort of spiral or some sort of moment outside of just, like, the pressures of, like, the whole politics and everything. So it's, like, not enough and it's not, like, as um, debilitating, I guess, um, as, like, the internal mind stuff that was really, really bad for her in the beginning. I agree. I think that the – 
One of the takeaways this episode for me is that it felt like they're trying to make Lissa more of a flat character. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the negatives of this being a a third-person story rather than it being told from Rose's perspective because mm-hmm. when we got it from Rose, we felt yeah. how Lissa was feeling, even though even when Lissa wasn't telling what was happening. Yeah. And if we're going to get sent the notes and the body parts, which I didn't think they were going to do in this show. Yeah, me either. But they're going to Christian yeah. And not to Lissa. Right, which is huge. Because she hasn't even done the reviving of birds yet. Mm-mm. Then what is what is her whole thing? Like, right. how is she going to be developing? It was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I will say um, is one of the benefits of this episode was getting more of Rose and Christian together yes they were so good i missed that relationship so bad her being like what do you (laughs) her walking in i I think actually it was christian when she walks into the library and he's like what do you want with a library (laughs) it was just like oh i missed this when christian gets his one-liners in they're good i just want more god it's It was so important yeah. to me. Also, crucial uh, thing here, um, re-Christian, is that his Sturgoy parents still here. Still alive. Still here. Um, and like... And orchestrated the attack. A major part on the other of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's... Which was very much not a thing right. in the books. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> that's a fun little twist. One of the things... <sighs> I noticed during this episode too with Lissa, mm-hmm. um, and I think this has more to do with the actress, is I felt like she was slipping into a Canadian accent sometimes. Yeah. And it like took me out. Yeah. It was a little inconsistent sometimes. this episode. Sure. Yeah. But that's fine. Um, one of my favorite parts of this episode mm-hmm. was finally getting to see Janine. God, Yes. And specifically Rose interacting with Janine and her, like, being the first one to sit down Mm -hmm. in front of her mom, like, side-eyeing her mom the entire time. Yeah. It was just so good. Like, the actress who's playing Rose, I feel like she's read the books. Like, she gets it. And the one playing Janine is perfect. Like, she is Janine. She's so good. She is, like, the exact, like, you know, distant mother figure that just cares about the job situation has a terrible relationship with her daughter like she is excellent and they're holding yeah, she was together very really clear mm-hmm. that it was like i am here for my job i'm doing my job right. i'm not going to treat you any different yeah than any of the other students here and uh, there was a part too where i think rose was talking to lissa mm-hmm. and she was like going off on Lissa being like she didn't come here to like check on me and make sure if I'm safe she's just here to do her job yeah and it was just so clear that Rose is trying to be detached mm. and she can't do it yeah it's so mm. just delicious <laughs> it's so good I know we had talked about this last week did you also scream when you saw Eddie okay yes <laughs> I was like, <laughs> finally, 
our boy. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. Because um, I thought for a while we were like, what if he's just not? <laughs> what if he's just right. not relevant enough for this? But no, we persisted. We persevered. <laughs> we got it. I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't. And wait. he looks. He looks honestly kind of like what Mason was described like in the books. Yeah. Of just being like a fucking golden retriever. Yeah, just like but a I love it. Dog guy, I love it. I need. I want more. <laughs> and I'm so looking at him broke my heart, but yeah. that's exactly what it's supposed to do. And now I'm very curious what Meredith. Like what her whole deal is, right? But I'm I'm intrigued. Also, like the Meredith Mia thing. Okay, listen. It feels gay, right? It's not just me. It's so gay. Okay, because okay. I'm like they're not going to make Especially... Rose and Melissa gay. Because like whatever, I get it. There's other things going on, but them Out, outside the bar. Are you kidding I me? I think if we're gonna do any gay stuff in here, it's gonna be them because they are. Yeah, like their whole relationship is. So interesting because they have this like you know party I guess or, or not party it's a death watch <laughs> it's not a party <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, I mean wakes can be I mean it's a celebration sure. right like they're honoring the dead right exactly it's not yeah party is maybe not the right word but <laughs> but they have this thing that's like oh royals only and eh, um, to honor whatever um, and has this moment of like ooh what if why is this only for royals why can't it just be all Maroi because obviously like Mia's like hey I want to where the people are <laughs> to some extent and she was like duh lissa i'm not royal i can't go right. like why are you even trying to like give me a mask i can't go everyone knows i'm not royal okay i get it <laughs> right <laughs> um and like that whole interaction with like mia and uh meredith is just like so mm, delicious she's like wearing this nice little dress because they're like allowed to go now and she's just like kind of looking on the side being like hey <sighs> it is tense i love it delicious i'm in Let's go. Because I think that what they're trying to do, and I think that this made sense in the in the books, too, was, like, Mia was going after Andre. Yeah. Because she needed, I mean, she wanted to, but she needed to have a royal status. Yes. To be seen in society. Right. And also, we found out later on in the books that Andre was an asshole. So, like, mm-hmm. it was more so a, a relationship out of convenience and not out of, like, actually caring. Yeah. So, it would make complete sense that once Mia sees someone like Meredith to be like, ooh, like... Like, oh, wait a minute. Ma- wait. Hold on. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, I'm very intrigued yeah. by that. Um, the idea... Of what Lissa did before the Death Watch and Victor being like, oh, fuck, <laughs> yeah. was very interesting to me I, um, because the having to force the Queen's hand was very good. I was not expecting um, swears in this. I don't know why <laughs> it wasn't because like, everything has been so like horny this whole time. But like when he just blatantly said, you got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Because, like, Lissa does this thing where she's like, hey, isn't it kind of fucked up that, like, this is a royals-only thing? Like, shouldn't this is supposed to be about all of us. We're all in this together. Um, and, like, makes the queen be like, all right, whatever. I'll do it. Um, and, like, try to make her status situation, like, more accommodating, I guess. But, like, it's so mm, interesting. Because it was, like, 
the whole thing is that they're trying to honor St. Jude's yeah. and the people that died there. Right. And Lissa's like, not just royals died. And so right. we should, I think she's like, in, I think, because one of the things they said about why they wear masks is that in death we have one face. Mm. And so why would it make sense that only royals go and celebrate? Right the people that died. And so (laughs) it's just, it's very good. Yeah. I love it a lot. Um, It's just mm, the, one of the things that surprised me about all of this is like in the background, Mm -hmm. we have one Psyhounds are here already. Yeah. We got them. Which, (laughs) and they're very scary. They're so scary. And And apparently bad at their jobs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the way that they either they're bad at their jobs or the Maroi that use them are corrupt, which also wouldn't surprise right, me. That's also fair because it's more like they attack well, but they also don't know when to stop. So oftentimes, like people who are not Strigoi get caught in the crosshairs, which is uh, not yeah. great as a tactic, uh, guys. Like. <laughs> It's not, it's not, it's not a good job there. good. The other thing I did not expect them to keep in this, because they made so many changes, mm-hmm. is they kept the blood whore language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Janine mentions this a lot, and they mention it as like going to the commune. Yeah. Or like the compound or something. Uh-huh. So they try to like use different language, but Jesse mentioned like, is referring to this quite a bit in this episode because he's a nasty little fuck. Yeah, nasty boy. (laughs) Um, But they they actually say it, which surprised me in this because I I wasn't – I really didn't think they were going to. Yeah. The other thing that's floating around in this that I wasn't expecting was fucking uh, Tatiana. Yeah, her whole thing is totally taking this in a totally different direction. Yeah, and it's different than in the books, but I don't hate it. No. The one thing that I really liked in this, though, is, like, the Death Watch is boring because it's all royals and they all have, like, a stick in their butt. <laughs> it's kind of a snooze fest. <laughs> but the the Guardian bar is giving, like, very bottom floor of the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this, like, dive bar. And even though they throw glass in the fire, mm. which shouldn't... That sounds that's a bad idea. Yeah. Um the there's so much dancing and Rose and Dimitri dance together. Hello. And they he's like is very good. Yeah. And I love that a lot. Cause they everyone seems to be like, let's go, let's do this, and then Rose and Christian are gonna meet up later to do crime. Right. <laughs> To do espionage crime. <laughs> <laughs> as as they should, because that's the two of them. Yeah. Um, but Christian gets held up because of Janine and I think Alberta interrogate him. Mm-hmm. And this was new. Yeah. Of them being like, you came from St. Jude's. So that's us. Yeah. I don't like that. That's suspicious. <laughs> um, and your parents were involved and they looked at the camera <laughs> So you obviously should have been involved. Yeah, clearly this is a yeah you problem. This is your fault somehow. And I, I get that like they're trying to recognize finally that he's an outsider. Yeah, but it didn't feel as authentic as it was in the books. No, right? Because now it's like 
shaming based off of like a terrible incident that happened that he has like you know nebulous connections to just by being a son of two people right um rather than like full vitriol and like shame over a choice that your parents made and like that carries with you right like now we're just pinning a crime on him (laughs) for some reason which doesn't feel it doesn't carry the same like weight um in a weird way and then he does this like really dramatic like send-off dance with lissa which was heartbreaking because they knew they like couldn't be together because it's you know we saw from last episode they're like we really really shouldn't do this for sure definitely not but also let's kiss and do it um and then but also before he does that he just like isn't really whispering while telling her all the stuff about the spirit yes right it's like being like hey uh did some digging did some learning I think you found have... about found out about this fifth element. And he's like not even doing it in her ear, no. but like at this dance is just like full on talking, fully out loud. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, hey, there's another yeah. element. I think we should look into it because <laughs> I think it might be you. Anyway, bye forever. <laughs> anyway, bye. God, when she takes her mask off to those tears, I oh, hurt really enough. bad. I can't. I was waiting, too, for when the queen was going to get back at Lissa. Yeah. And it made sense that it came at the end of this, because it's like, Lissa's already down bad. Yeah. We and might as well just, like, keep And antiquated, hurting. dusty rules way possible. It's like, oh, we found a law from 4,000 years ago that actually works quite well in this situation that we can get Lissa off our backs. Right. And that's yeah. That. Your second cousin died, right? And you're the only person left in your family, so you can't vote. Yeah. And so technically, you, you don't have a quorum of family members, and <laughs> you can't right. be part of this. So, uh, bye. Which, like, damn, really had to pull out the old tomes and shit for that burn. That sucks. And to be like, hey, all your family's dead. <laughs> Like, get and that out. was like the whole thing at the start of the books was that she was the only Dragomir left. Right. Yes. So why do the whole rigmarole? Right. A whole song and dance for nothing. <laughs> right. But now Tatiana's it, got her eyes on the prize. Right. Which <sighs> interesting. Very interesting, especially because she's very. Um, I like the the actress. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, she's got some spunk ordering a martini in a dive bar. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, another thing that surprised me in this was, so there was something earlier on where Dimitri had his hand on Rose's, like, knee longer than he needed to. Mm-hmm. I think it was after Janine had, like, punched Rose straight in her <laughs> cheekbone. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking knocked her out. Um, but there was, it was after when they're, Outside the bar, she's tipsy. Yeah. And they're talking about um, his previous charge who had died. Uh And they finally talk about the class. But it's optional. It's not required like it was in the books. Yeah. Which I didn't think they were going to do. But they did. So I'm going to be very curious about that. Um Fucking Mason seeing it too. Yeah. Interesting choice. Mm. So maybe we're finally going to get him like being all brokenhearted and shit. Yeah. So um, it's coming. I feel it. I, yeah. <laughs> He's got to be down bad at some I, point. 
but it feels more like we're getting like more towards the start of the book now with at the end of this because the class is starting Lissa has like no reputation yeah Victor essentially like dies at the end of this yeah like fully gone girl (laughs) he's out like he's and it almost seems like it like someone did it to him Mm -hmm. is what's kind of implied um because fucking Jesse goes and is like trying to have sex with somebody and they shoo him off like a mosquito and then he sees the psyhounds go after someone and they kill the monk and that's apparently a big deal but we don't know who the monk is right um i i agree (laughs) so um (laughs) so true messy so i'm curious because this is a 10 episode season and now next week will be 40 percent of the way through and I'm shaking my boots because I honestly have no idea where this is going anymore. Mm-hmm. Because they're just like, canon, we don't know her. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, we're. I'm definitely very surprised of how things are falling out. But I am intrigued <sighs> by what's to come. I agree. I agree very much. Um, we have some great patrons to think do you want to start us off absolutely thank you to katie black Ooh, thank you to kylie minty thank you to alex dornan Ooh, thank you to mulch gray mulch Mulch. thank you to jasmine anastasia Ooh, thank you to megan pattinson ow thank you to cassandra o'shea o'shea thank you to katya karp Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh, Castile. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you to Maddie pew, Facinelli. Ooh. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ooh. Thank you to Tess Avery. Ow, ow. Thank you to Danielle ow. Burke. Ooh, thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Mom. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh, thank you to Lara Forty. Pew, pew. Thank you to Dan Zeklos. Ooh, thank you to Maria Swan. Oh, ow. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh, Thank you to Emily Ozera. Pew, pew, pew. At last, but certainly not least, thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. Ooh. Ooh. One thing I was thinking about, too, is do you think that they're going to have Christian's aunt come? Oh, yeah. Ugh, I don't know. Because, like, that was, like, a whole... It wasn't just for Christian. That was, like, a whole thing. Right. That was the thing, too, I was thinking <sighs> of when we had that Dimitri... Uh, thing of him being like yeah my friend uh, is now in the um, or my friend's wife is in the um, communes now lottery kind of vibe. yeah yeah that was like sort of a parallel I was thinking but it's not fully formed or accurate but I was like interesting like what were like the relationships and stuff we're doing at this point but I don't know I, when I first saw her I thought it was going to be one of her sister like one of his sisters yeah. and I almost lost it but yeah. that makes a lot more sense yeah 
Interesting. I have a fan fiction for you. This is from the artist Hannah the Ghost. Oh, amazing. And it is titled, Just Like a Prayer, I'll Take You There. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) And the summary of this is, Rose wants a challenge, someone to sate the need of her body. Dimitri is the perfect prey. Amazing. Um... (laughs) And this is all, there are no chapters. This is all just uh, loosey-goosey. Love it. (laughs) All right. The heels of her boots clicked on the stone tiles, alerting him of Rose's presence. Dimitri didn't even have to turn around to know who arrived. Shoulders tense, blowing out the light on the wick. It wasn't her first time visiting him in the middle of the night. Dimitri cautiously turned, face guarded as he took in Rose's appearance. Her dress was tight, like another layer of skin with how it stretched, barely covering everything. Her leather jacket and black thigh highs covered the rest. The sliver of skin between the black stocking and red dress was tantalizing to others, but Dimitri kept his eyes firmly on her eyes. You came back, he stated, a hint of distress in his tone, voice strained. Rose sashayed the rest of the way to the front, fingertips brushing over the edges of the pews, following the carving in the wood. I thought I would give you another chance, she smirked, locking eyes with him. Don't you want to try to save my soul? He sighed, clasping his hands behind his back. You aren't here to hear my sermons, Rose. Sure I am. Rose lowered herself to the seat of the front pew, crossing her legs purposefully so that he would have seen a flash of underwear if he was looking. Tell me the one about the fires of hell again. I liked that one, she laughed. Red lips pulled into a smile that made many knees buckle and seen. Wow. How does uh, how does hot priest do you? How does, yeah, how does that mm, make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um, if hot priest does something for you um this has four thousand words and one of the tags in it is i'm going to hell so so listen meet you there (laughs) bud (laughs) yep um i'll uh i'll save you a seat yeah (laughs) um amazing well friends take care of yourselves um enjoy your week Catch up on the past three episodes. Yeah. And until next week, as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.